Shalom, brother of the Messiahs. Getting the flamer, chesteres after discusses being paid an eved kenani when the first or uh, second owners of Yayish. Who does the eved go back to? What was he being paid for? And we learn about a guy owning another guy and a couple of stories about an escaped avodim and what happens. What are the ramifications of the pasuk? Is that a chiyuv or a rishus? If someone is mafke or makdish, an evid. Middle of a conversation. First, Abaye had told us he had explained our Mishnah that the first owner had already been miyayish when the second owner was poidim. But Rava says no. He already, unlike Abaye, who said that the first owner was not miyayish yet. Rava says that the first owner was Miyayish, and the second guy, the second owner, came along, and he is being pointed this Evid for Avdus. If he's doing it L'shem Avdus, then the the Evid goes to the second master. But if he's being pointed him just to set him free, then he's totally free, not to the first or second master. He's not going to be for the second master because that's not what he's being pointed him for. He's being pointed this Evid just for to make him free, not for Avdus. We'll go back to the first Evid. Because the first, the, the first master rather, because the first master was already Miyayish. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel says that Mimon of Shach, as Evid is going to have to be property of the first master. He's going back into Shibud because Chizkiah told us Evid has to land up back in Shibud. Otherwise, every Evid is going to let himself be captured so that he'll just be paided. Someone will come and be paid to him and he'll be set free. But if we set it up that if he gets captured, he goes back to his original Shibud, then they won't try to be captured. The Gemara asks, told that just like it's a mitzvah to be paid to free man, it's a mitzvah to be paid to an Evid. Now, according to Abaye, this makes sense. We're talking about before the first owner was Miyayish. So we're comparing being paid and Evid to being paid a Ben Chayrim. But according to Rava, if the first owner was already Miyayish, then the only reason why it goes back, he goes back to the first owner is because of Chizkiz Gezerah. We don't want Avodim giving themselves in. But it has nothing to do with the mitzvah to be paid there. Why are we comparing it to being paid a Ben Chayrim? So Rava answers, Rabbi Shimon Megamaliel wasn't sure the meaning behind the Rabbanon. He said, if the Rabbanon are saying that Allah without the first owner's Yush, then it's a regular din of being paid a yid, just like you're paid to someone who's free, you're paid an Eved. But if the Rabbanon are saying that Allah after the first owner was already Miyayish, then we have to send this Eved back into Shibud because of Chizkiyah's Allah, we don't want every Eved giving themselves in. Now the Gemara asks, according to Rav, Rav, he says that the first owner was Miyayish. Therefore, the Evid is going to go to the second guy, the one who was paid to him. How was this second guy, the one who was paid to the Evid, how was he coined him from the captors? Yeah, but who gave the ownership of the Evid to the captors? Gemara says that the captors are koina not the goof of the of Evid, but the koina his masa yodav, his production. Like Rishlokish says that that a goy can be koina a goy 
vis-a-vis his Maise Yodav, even though he can't be coined his Gof himself, because the Pazak says, V'gam b'nei atoyshev v'vagorim imochem v'hem tiknu. You coin a Goy, you just can't be coined a Jew. And a Goy, you can't be coined a Goy either. I would think that they can't be coined each other, meaning, explains the Gemara, they can't be coined the Guf of another Goy. That we know, but they can't even be coined. Maybe they can't even be coined their Maise Yadav. A Goy can't be coined another Goy as an Eved through his Maise Yadav. Now we have a Kava Chaymer. A Jew could be coined a Goy through his Maise Yadav. A Goy could be coined a Goy through his Maise Yadav. The Gemara says, yeah, but maybe that's only with Kasef. How do I know that a Goy could be coined another Goy as an Eved with Ikin and Chazaka? By having him do a, a Maise Avdus? So Papa says, that's exactly what Amun and Moyav had to go through Sichon for in order for Klai Yisrael to get their property. Once Sichon took over Amun and Moyav with the Koyach of Chazaka, then Klai Yisrael was able to take over Sichon and, and ergo all the property of Amun and Moyav. That tells me that a Goy could be Koyna a Goy. How do I know that a Goy could be Koyna a Jew vis-a-vis his Maisiyadov? That's the pasuk of Yesh Mimenu Shevi. Rav Shimon ben Rav Shamon ben Abba Nevi Yochanan tells us that if an Eved runs away from prison, not only is his, is he free, but his master has to write him a get of freedom. Eshnor Rav Shimon Gamaliel tells us that he doesn't go free; he's he goes back into slavery. And Rabbi Rav Shimon Nevi Yochanan says that we always pass like Rav Shimon ben Gamaliel. With three exceptions, Rav Tzidon and Yachroina. We all pass like Rav Shimon Gamaliel here that in Eved who escapes prison goes back into Sheba. Now, according to Abaye, the Eved will go back into Sheba to the first, his original owner, because the first owner wasn't Miyayish yet. If the owner was not Miyayish, rather, if the, if the owner was already Miyayish, then he would be free. But according to Rava, he says that even our original case was when the first owner was already Miyayish. We have a steer mine bainer Biochanon. Why over here, Biochanon passing like Rabshim and Megamaliel, that the Evid has to go back into Cheres if he wasn't Miyayish yet. If he was Miyayish, why is he still in Shibut? Who's he going back to? He's not going back to the first owner. The first owner is Miyayish on owning this slave. So Rava would tell us. He answers the whole reason that Rava said we, we have to send him back into Shibut is because Chizkiah said that he's going to start a revolution of every Evid giving himself in because he'll just be redeemed and set free. But someone who runs away from prison, that's different because he can be killed on his way out. He, that's it's been serious nefesh. That's not going to start a revolution. The person just lets himself be captured and have someone pay his ransom to free him. That's a machaya, and then he'll be free. But a jailbreak, that's not going to start anything. The Gemara gives us a, a number of stories. The maidservant of Mar Shmuel was captured, and she was redeemed. She was be, she was pointed from the captors, ransomed, ordered for her to be a maidservant again. Sent her to... He said, We passed like Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel. And if you hold like the Rabbanon, we redeemed her to be a maidservant. 
So she works for you now. She's back in Shibud. Things that he held, they assumed that he was already, that he had not yet been Miyayish. But that wasn't the case. He was already Miyayish on this maidservant. Not only did Shmuel hold that she wasn't a slave anymore, he held that she was so not enslaved that he didn't even need to write her a get shechror. This is Shmuel Shitasa. He says that if someone is mafkir his evid, that evid is now free. And the, and the evid is so free, he doesn't even need to get shechror to be free. The Pasuk says, What does it say? An evid of an ish? What, what, an evid of an ish would be any different? Elamai means that an evid who has Rishus Raboy is considered an Evid. If it does not have Rishus Raboy, he's not considered an Evid. In the next story, the maidservant of Rabbi Abba Barzutra was captured. Goy, this Tarmudoy, redeemed her in order for her to be a wife to him. He wanted to marry her. Abba Barzutra heard about this. Goy wanted Rabbi to write a Get Shechrur for his uh, bride to be. The Gemara asks, what did this guy want? If he's trying to get money out of her, then why does she? Why does he need to get Shekhar? To be paid to her as an Evid. And if, if, if not, then how does Rabbi Abbas get Shekhar help at all? She's still going to be owned by the guy. The has two answers. Either we're trying to be paid to this maidservant, pulling together to the money to set her free from this guy, but they wanted Rabbi to write to get Shechur so that everyone will hear that this she, that she's free. She's a Jewish woman and they'll be able to collect a lot more money. They'll be able to collect enough to set her free as a Jew. Alternatively, look at more answers. The reason he wanted to write to get Shechur is to make her into a Jew and then the Goy, Amrudoi, wouldn't want to marry her. He would think less of her. The Gemara says, really? Did the Tamudoi's dislike to the going dislike jews learn that they'd rather the animal of a jew than their own wife the Gemara answers yes that's true a bit sinner but if for hesia it would be embarrassing for them and they hide their affinity towards the jews in public next story the maidservant in pumbadisa was being abused having znos with everybody so abaye says if not for Rabbi Huda Marshmol, who says that anybody who frees their slave, being over in the mitzvah, I say, I would force her owner to free her so that she could get married and have a husband to protect her. Ravina says, Rabbi Huda would agree in this case because there's a, an issue of Isser, that she's being Mazana, that the that her owner is allowed to free her despite the mitzvah, I say. And Abaye says, what? That you can't free her even for an Isser? In the Barakatina, Maravitzchuk says that there was a story with a woman who was half free and half enslaved, and a rabba forced the half owner to free her. And Maravitzchuk says that they were treating her like Hefker, being Mizana with her. So because of that Isser, rabba was allowed to force the owner to free his slave even though there's an issue to free one slave our answers there we were forcing this half slave 
to be freed because she had no one to marry. She couldn't marry a slave and she couldn't marry someone who was free. But over here, this woman was entirely owned. She was entirely an Eved and she does have a an Eved to marry. She could marry a regular Eved and her Eved husband could protect her. That's why Baye didn't feel compelled to free her or force the owner to free her because that'll be over in Isser Asay. This note review Huda Marshmall tells us anyone who frees their slave is over in the Asay of La'ilum Behem Ta'avaydu. The Kamara asks, we, we see Rabbi Eliezer came into the shul once and they were short at Senta, a tenth man for his minion. So he freed his slave so that his, free, his slave would be Jewish and can be used in the minion. The Gemara answers that a mitzvah is different and the Gemara in Brachas tells us that mitzvah berabim is different specifically. The Gemara asks when the Pasuk tells us that the Evid will be your slave forever. Mal says it's a rishos, which means you're allowed to keep the slave forever. And Rabbi Akiva says it's a chiyuv, it's a choyva, you have to keep him forever, it's also to free him. You know, maybe Rabbi Eliezer also holds that it's a rishos. Now we have Rabbi Eliezer referish that it's, it's a choyva, and yet he still freed his slave for a dvar mitzvah. Next, Rabba tells us there are three things that make Balabatim lose their possessions. Number one, freeing their slaves number two going around and inspecting taking care of their property on shabbos and number three they're being involved with their suda on shabbos when they should be learning when they should be listening to the drasha and says there were two families in Yerushalayim. one used to have their suda on shabbos instead of learning and the other one had their suda on erev shabbos and they both ended up being uprooted lost their possessions and prestige. Next, Rabbi Marav tells us if someone is Mekadesh, his Eved makes him hectish, owned by the base of Mikdash, that Eved now goes free. Why? Well, he can't be Mekadesh the actual body of the Eved, and he didn't say he wants to be Mekadesh the value of the Eved, so it must have been when he was Mekadesh this Eved, he was saying that he should be an Am Kadosh. He should be a Jew, and that's uh, setting him free. Rav Yosef Marav says that if someone is mafkir his Eved, he goes free. Vandermeer holds that if he's makdash, he goes free. Kolshikin, if he's mafkir, the Eved will go free, but not vice versa. Just because he holds that being making an Eved hefker makes him free, Lav Dafka being makdash will make him go free. Now the Gemara asks, does this Eved require a get shechror or not? So the Gemara says, Rechibar Rav tells us, both Hektish and Hefker by an Eved sets him free and does require a get Shikhrur. Rabba tells us, we're at a mashma like this, we learned that if someone is Makdash, his property, and in his property he owns Avadim as part of his estate, his brother and the caretakers of Hektish not free those Avadim because the Hektish, the Gizbarim, don't have the rights to the goof of the Avadim. Of the Avodim. But what they can do with these Avodim, who were our hectish, they can sell them to someone else. Third party can free those Avodim. Rebbe says that he's able to pay himself off, borrow money from someone, and use that money to free himself and then pay him back later. 
then it's like he is the third party buying the Evet, buying himself from the Gizbar. That could also work. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.